Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Glad to be with you today on a very nice, uh, getting warmer, wintry day. All good things seem to happen when we think about positive things. And today, we're looking at positive things again in the world of real estate. A lot of people are wondering, you know, when is the right time to buy? When is the right time to sell? Uh, how do I relieve myself, perhaps, of multiple real estate investment properties, maybe rental homes of the type, whatever? And I want to really get rid of them, but, you know, I just the buying and selling process can be difficult, can be challenging. But today, we're going to be talking about different options to reduce your real estate holdings without having to buy or sell. My guest today is Eden Dunkelberger from the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. We're going to be talking to him about these topics related to real estate and our local community. We've got some national news to cover. And, of course, we're going to talk about some of the local events happening in Northern Nevada over the course of the next 60 days or so. Back after this. Time and time again, people come to Sage International Incorporated because they experience confusion about the entity or entities they have formed either on their own or through another service provider. If you do not understand how to obtain solid liability protection, effective tax reduction, or have never given any thought to the importance of exit or estate planning issues, then the Sage Facilitator Program was designed specifically for you. To learn more, call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 and schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. The Sage clients enrolled in the Sage Facilitator Program have discovered that this proprietary process creates tremendous peace of mind for themselves and their families. It's time for you to stop worrying by calling 775-786-5515 to learn more so we can help you today. Call Sage International. Great news. Nevada Technology Academy is offering classes in certified ethical hacking, combining hands-on training with virtual labs for simulated hacking and defense exercises. Recognized by the Department of Defense and NACI. 2024 classes begin soon. Located at 155 Cadillac Place in Reno, 775-849-4983 or visit nvtechacademy.com. Nevada Technology Academy. Invest in your future. nvtechacademy.com the most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm looking forward to next month, February, because February is when the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference happens. It's fantastic. February 22nd through the 24th. A great time to learn about beekeeping, support other beekeepers. Perhaps you want to become a beekeeper and learn more about the great products that come from the beehive it's all good and it's all fun you'll have a great time in yarrington nevada feb 22 23 and 24 for the nevada state beekeepers conference get all the details nevadastatebeekeepers.org and tell them peter sent you today in the studio i have a guest from the community foundation of northern nevada his name is eden dunkelberger and eden is the president and ceo welcome to our show eden Peter, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be, have you here, too. Uh, you have been visiting with one of my associates over the last number of months, I know, about Community Foundation of Northern Nevada, some of the issues that you're dealing with, some of the things that you're doing to help people in our area, some of the challenges that you have. And then I come to find out that there is a real estate component 
to the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. I made a general and a brief um, introduction about it, which is essentially how to reduce your holdings of properties without having to sell them. Maybe look at the tax consequences, deal with that, uh, deal with ext- uh, you know uh, talking to your tenants, uh, whatever the deal is. When you reduce your real estate holdings, many times it becomes a big, big challenge, and it can be costly at the same time. So today, Eaton, talk to me about, first, the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada, what it is, what it does. Great. Well, thank you, Peter. Uh, so Community Foundation of Northern Nevada essentially exists to help grow philanthropy across our community mm-hmm. and then improve the effectiveness of that philanthropy. So think of us as a nonprofit. We're a 501c3. I've been around for 25 years helping individuals think about how to maximize what they can give to uh, local charities and uh, at the same time providing them advice on how to make really smart philanthropic investments in our community. So you work with individuals, but you also work with a number of the nonprofits as well. Uh, yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, we are meeting with nonprofits throughout our region on a regular basis, and then we work to take that information and package that up for donors so they mm-hmm. can kind of, you know, our tagline is connecting people who care with causes that matter. So oh, we good. have to know both about how to structure charitable gifts to make those really effective and then where to send charitable dollars. So how long has the Community Foundation been in operation? Yeah, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary in 2023, which is just really exciting. So. That is exciting. That's yeah. silver, isn't it? That's, That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's perfect for the state of Nevada when you think about it. 25 years, yes. Community Foundation. That's And Eaton, how long have you been on staff as the president and CEO? Yeah, so I've been on uh, on the team for two years mm-hmm. leading the organization from the staff perspective. You know, we also have a board of directors like any nonprofit, uh, about 20 individuals from across our region, uh, all phenomenal people in their own fields that help provide advice, guidance, strategy, those types of things. Is there a similar component of community foundation in Southern Nevada? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's over 800 community foundations across the United States, and everyone kind of looks at their own region and helps build philanthropy in that region. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, there's one in uh, southern Nevada. There's one in Incline Village called Parasol. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's the Tahoe Truckee Community Foundation, and, you know, we're closely partnered with all of them. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So you get some support, and you probably get a lot of good interaction and uh, information from the other organizations that are really looking to do the same thing. But, you know, different players, different places. Sometimes you learn new things. Tremendously. And I I will say that one of the wonderful things about being in northern Nevada is that philanthropic giving provides such an important component in our state and region to doing good uh, locally. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of communities with much larger state governments or uh, more effective uh, efforts to bring federal dollars back home. Here, really, one of the biggest levers we have is philanthropic giving to make good happen locally. So when some of the nonprofit organizations that you're working with need money, are they able to get money from the Community Foundation, or do you connect these organizations with donors? Yeah, it's it's a a nuanced answer. So we have a a suite of about 300 fund holders. So they've created, let's say, a donor-advised fund with us or a Mm -hmm. similar structure. Mm -hmm. And so we do connect... uh, nonprofit causes that we think are going to really resonate with those donors. We connect them directly uh, to those donors to Mm -hmm. learn more and perhaps facilitate a uh, charitable gift. 
And then also we work quite a bit on building nonprofit capacity. So, you know, we can't, uh, no foundation within this community and no donor can solve every nonprofit's financial needs. And so we often are connecting nonprofits to potential partners or capacity building opportunities, those mm-hmm. types of things. Very nice. Well, as you know, we have uh, a number of real estate guests that come to our studio. And we've always talked about buying and selling. You know, that's mm-hmm. always the big thing, buying and selling. And investment property, primary residence, maybe second homes. But we've never really had a focus on how you relieve yourself of real estate that you are done with, don't have uh, an interest in, maybe just want to donate it. And that's where you come in. So uh, my associate told me that you have a program and a plan to help people in this very situation. So talk to us about this part of our real estate discussion today. Yeah, you know, uh, real estate can be a phenomenal asset to look at for uh, charitable giving. One of the biggest uh, items there is that when you give a piece of real estate, typically you get to give it at the fair market value, Mm -hmm. which means that it's considered at that high, you know, today's value for your charitable tax deduction and Uh, you lose all that opportunity or you lose all that requirement to pay capital gains tax. So, you know, for properties in this area, particularly that have uh, exploded in value, uh, typically there's a large capital gains uh, requirement from that. And so thinking about donating can eliminate capital gains immediately right off the top. Well, and of course the capital gains is one issue, but the fact that you're doing something good for another person, another organization, uh, you know, I've always felt that that part should always outweigh any financial benefits that any individual gets from making a donation of any kind. But still, when you're talking real estate, Eaton, that's thousands and thousands of dollars, maybe millions, depending, right? Right. right. So you have to, you have to take that into consideration when you are in a gift-giving mode. If you're making a donation of real estate, yeah. uh, it's got to be for a good reason. Besides. The cause. The cause is always the best, but besides the cause, these other benefits can really outweigh uh, a lot of challenges that other people have that are just selling to reduce their holdings and then dealing with the taxes afterwards. Yeah, 100%. And you know, we see tremendously that for this region, charitable giving has been so generous in this region to make uh, this really a well-knitted community that works well for everyone that lives here. And as that community continues to grow, Uh, It's incumbent on all of us to recognize that that's a really important part of our social fabric is charitable giving and making sure that we're also participating in the same way that made this community so successful. So just as an example, I'm I'm interested in maybe thinking of donating a house, right? Uh, Let's say it's the house that I live in, uh, but I'm going to move out of that house and I'm going to move into something smaller. So instead of selling that house... um, the process when it would be to donate it to the community foundation, but work up that, or would you find a nonprofit that it would be donated to? What is the way mm, that, that would Yeah, be? so typically what we'll do is uh, someone identifies a house that they would like to donate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what we do is we they donate that actually to the community foundation, and then that actually is uh, the value. We sell the real estate. Uh, typically, uh, and then those dollars flow into some sort of charitable giving vehicle. Typically, it's a donor-advised fund, so a mm-hmm. donor-advised fund provides lots of flexibility for giving to one nonprofit, many nonprofits, essentially in any way you would like to uh, execute it. 
Or you could set up something like a scholarship fund or an endowment for a treasured nonprofit in your life, those types of things. So lots of options in terms of the charitable vehicle that that, the value of that donation can then flow into. If I, as an individual, decide to sell my investment property, my real estate, I have to pay capital gains on that, essentially, taxes, Yes. Uh, when it's all said and done. But if I donate the same property to the community foundation, what are my tax issues? Yeah, well, I, you know, there's a couple benefits. One, uh, you would not pay capital gains on that uh, increased value of the asset. Uh, the other thing is you would get a charitable tax deduction up front for the fair market value of the uh, uh, of the donation, which is uh-huh. really phenomenal. Yeah, but if I didn't donate it, I'd have to pay the capital gains. So when the charitable organization, in this case Community Foundation, when you sell the property, is there capital gains at that point? You know, there's not. There's not uh, capital gains and there's no uh, you know income tax issue. Because we are a nonprofit, that sale is considered uh, you know, tax-free, essentially. So really, the only person that loses is Uncle Sam. Yeah, well, <laughs> indeed. And you know, that's an interesting point. Given uh, that m- many studies have shown that uh, our region is essentially last in the United States in terms of per capita ability to bring federal dollars back home to mm. our state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that becomes a really important component. Not only are you, uh, you know, maybe not directing those dollars to Uncle Sam, but you are able to do, to direct those dollars locally and really have a difference on how they're spent here in our community, which is really exciting. And let's face it, whether the money stays in Nevada or goes to the feds, as long as it's doing some good in our communities, that's the key. But in this case, we know the money stays locally, and that's the best part of the product that we're talking about here with my guest, Eden Dunkelberger, the president and CEO of Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. When we come back from this break, we're going to be talking about several things. Zero tax sales, using CRUTs to make tax-deductible donations. We're also going to be talking about retained life estates and making a donation of property in your will or trust. Eden, we'll be back with you and more after this quick message. Save the date, Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Enjoy world-renowned speakers, educational presentations, hands-on workshops, honey tasting, and bee photo contests, plus so much more. Learn from new and seasoned beekeepers. Inform, educate, and inspire. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, Yearington, Nevada. The hub of Lyon County. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Natakwa. Natakwa News. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. You're tuned in to 93.7 FM, and we are in our 18th year of weekly broadcasts here at Nevada Real Estate Radio, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. 
you know, a lot of people don't realize, but the future real estate buyers in our community, they're probably five and six years old right now. And there are young kids that have no idea what the world's going to be like when they're adults. However, if some of those kids are falling behind, their chances of success are even less. Because when kids fall behind in a grade or two anymore, you know, they push them on to the next grade and then the next grade. And before long, you might have a kid in sixth or seventh grade that cannot read. That's why we've got to get to these kids at an early stage in life. A company called Fit Learning here in Nevada helps kids catch up when they're falling behind in schools. In a little as 40 hours, they can get a kid caught up one full grade, and many times they exceed their classmates in their knowledge and education because of this one-on-one training. However, not every kid and not every parent can afford Fit Learning. There is a cost. So Fit Learning has created their own nonprofit called Empower Youth Foundation. They are changing lives through the science of learning. They use a custom curriculum and exclusive one-on-one education that gives the lifelong learning gift to the at-risk youth of our community. You know, kids that maybe have from low-income households, maybe they only have a single parent, heck, maybe they have no parents. The challenges the young kids have today are enormous, and we can't let them get behind in education because, again, these are the future leaders of our community, the future real estate investors. So let's help them out. Visit the website, empoweryouthfoundation.org. Make a donation. Get involved. You'll be amazed what you can do for the youth of our community. My guest in the studio today is Eaton Dunkelberger. He's the president of Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. And we're talking about real estate. Yeah, because many times people can't figure out what to do with real estate that they want to unload. They know that there's tax issues. They might have repairs that are due. You never know. It's a, it's not as easy as selling a car. When you sell a home, big challenges. That's where Community Foundation of Northern Nevada comes in. Eden, let's continue that conversation about donating homes and donating real estate in general as a way to help our community. Wonderful. Well, thanks, Peter. You know, one thing that uh, struck me from our conversation before the break, you know, when you give uh, charitably locally, there's also a big economic impact. Typically, that's been measured at $3 of benefit for local economic development for every $1 donated Mm -hmm. to a local Mm -hmm. charity. So Mm -hmm. it's so important to keep these dollars local and continue to keep this this, uh, community really growing. You bet. When the money is changing hands, uh, it starts to flow and it creates prosperity for a lot of people. Incredibly. So some of the things I wanted to talk about that we had discussed going into the break was, uh, first of all, zero tax sales. And um, my notes here say that it's donating a specific percentage of a property to charity. So the total tax bill on the property uh, nets out to either zero or uh, to support your favorite local causes. Um, And uh, so give us some detail on the zero tax sales, how it works. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll share just a story. We had a uh, donor that really cared about providing access to mental health care, mm-hmm. particularly to at-risk young people. Uh, they didn't have the cash uh, to, you know, it costs a lot of money to provide access to mental health care. If you've ever been to an appointment, they're they're expensive. So they wanted to put a fair amount of money to work to uh, really make a dent in this challenge. And so they had an investment property, a local condominium. And so they actually looked at... Uh, donating that condo uh, and what they did is they essentially asked us to do some calculations like which co- how much of that property would they have to donate to make their tax bill 
zero. Mm-hmm. And what's great about that is they took some cash from that sale, so they had some positive income coming from the sale. They also had about $200,000 of charitable giving that they were able to put to work on behalf of young people in our community specifically needing access to mental health care. And so what a neat story for them, you know, this idea that they were able to complete a zero tax sale. So uh, think about that as approximately 30 percent of a property. It really depends on what the uh, what the property's uh, appreciation has been. But mm-hmm. a rough rule of thumb, you can look at about 30 percent of a property. If you donate that component of the property, uh, then you are aiming for it towards a zero tax wow. sale. Wow. So you yeah. don't have to donate the whole property. That's or right. the value, the entire value of the property. Right. You can keep whatever you need to keep, and you, you have some profit, you take some funds, and you reduce or you eliminate the tax bill on that sale. Exactly. So Amazing. for the portion they donated, there was no capital gains, gains tax, and for the portion they donated, they got a charitable tax deduction. Mm-hmm. So really exciting. Do you have a tax professional, by chance, eaten on your uh, board of directors, or do you consult with them on these things? How do you, how do you make sure that these things are as tight as they need to be? Yeah, we do. I mean, we, we have a phenomenal suite of accountants and uh, lawyers on our board, uh, financial advisors as well. So that's really helpful source of ground truthing. Mm-hmm. Additionally, we have a professional advisors council, which includes, again, CPAs, uh, estate planning attorneys, and financial advisors. So mm-hmm. we really have a series of depth of advisory services that can help us make sure uh, that everything is in the clear. Uh, additionally, uh, I will say that we work really closely with our donors' uh, professional advisor network as well. So it's really important to make sure that your accountant and your financial advisor and your attorney are on board and making sure that they uh, you know, bless the transaction as well. Sure, sure. So the next thing I saw on my list here for today's discussion is using CRUTs to make a tax-deductible donation. So I don't know what a CRUT is. I probably, I bet most of my listeners don't know. Can you share that, what that is with us? Yeah, sure, Peter. So I think, uh, and I might go up a level, just CRTs to start, which is Charitable Remainder Trusts. And they can come in a few different flavors. Typically, you'll hear them called CRUTS, which is a C-R-U-T, or CRATS, which is a C-R-A-T. But essentially, a Charitable Remainder Trust is an opportunity where you can donate a property into a charitable remainder trust. That trust then pays you an income for a time period or your lifetime or even a beneficiary's lifetime. And at the end of that time period, the remainder is given to the charity of your choice. Uh, I can share a quick story about it. We have a, a couple you know, they're getting in their late 70s. They don't want to be landlords anymore, but they have a duplex that they've operated, and they rely on it for uh, income. Mm-hmm. They're also very charitably minded. They care really deeply about local journalism, and so they wanted to provide an opportunity to uh, invest in local journalism, specifically KUNR, so as a radio person as well that might uh, – uh, uh, will be a good parallel. So they wanted to invest in the local journalism capacity for KUNR. And so what they explored was actually uh, creating a charitable remainder trust with this duplex. The The CRT would then pay them for, they estimated about 20 years, but you could also do uh, your whole lifetime or you could do, let's say, your daughter's lifetime or something similar. And at the end of that, the remainder of the charitable remainder trust would go to KUNR to actually support their local journalism. In this case, 
if that property happens to be a rental property that has tenants in it, yes, the landlord ha- is now selling the property or donating the property. The tenants, how will the tenants be impacted it's when that's donated question, to, the, yeah. to the foundation? So we take on that process of, uh, of working through that, essentially. So we'll be working with the tenants to make sure that we can uh, – typically what we'll do is we'll actually – we will sell that property, but we'll, of course, do it in a way that is going to honor the tenant's leases, et cetera, to make sure that we're you know, uh, working through that process. And I'm sure the donor can have some specifications yes. as to how he yeah. wants these things handled, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, we'll work really closely with them. Yeah, so that's nice that they can have have some, impa- some uh, input on the way that it will be handled after the donation is made. But what I really like – Eaton is the fact that if you have investment property and you're getting money out of it now that is helping you in your lifestyle, in your daily budget, you can still have that then after you donate it because for an X amount of time, maybe for your whole life or whatever, you get an income even though that donation has already been made. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll see people set up charitable remainder trusts that support their own income. Uh, we also see charitable remainder trusts that do things like support a sister's income or something similar, somebody you know, a family member, so that yeah. that beneficiary is able to have a lifetime stream of income. And the wonderful thing is, at the end of it all, the remainder is donated to charity, which is really an exciting opportunity. Yeah, I know a family that had elderly parents and a very young child who was mentally retarded, and they always worried about how that child was going to be mm. taken care of. That family is no longer around. But I've always wondered about that, is how elderly parents could take care of their young disabled child after they're gone if they don't have other family that can take care of them. But if they have investment property, this could well be a way to do that. Mm -hmm. Eden, we have more things to talk about when it comes to the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada and the way that it does real estate. Yes. It's a real active player in the real estate, I can see. And you probably want to be more active in real estate, more donations down the road. If somebody wants to talk to you about that and they can't stay for the whole show, what's the best way to reach you? Great. Uh, We're online at nevadafund.org, or certainly our office is right off uh, Keystone on Washington, 50 Washington. We'd love to talk with folks. Oh, very nice. When we come back from this message, we're going to be talking about a couple of other items, retained life estates and making a donation of property in your will or trust. Back with more after this. Natakwa. Natakwa News. Natakwa. Natakwa News. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Enjoy world-renowned speakers, educational presentations, hands-on workshops, honey tasting, and bee photo contests, plus so much more. Learn from new and seasoned beekeepers. Inform, educate, and inspire. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, Yearington, Nevada. The hub of Lyon County. Great news. Nevada Technology Academy is offering classes in digital forensics and SI-accredited lab-focused programs, evidence analysis around the dark web, the Internet of Things, cloud computing, and more. Spring 2024 classes begin soon. There's space available for you. Call 775-849-4983 or visit nvtechacademy.com. Nevada Technology Academy. Invest in your future. nvtechacademy.com. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill. 
the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. A lot of people that have investment real estate, they do that by starting out with their primary residence. They buy a small house, then they decide to buy a bigger house, and they turn that house they first had into a rental. They might do that maybe one more time or two more times. But you know, if they don't do it the right way, these people are setting themselves up for a lot of liability issues. I'm talking about slips and falls, litigious society, all sorts of bad things can happen when you have renters and when you have multiple real estate holdings. That's why you need to incorporate your holdings into a LLC, a series LLC, an S-Corp, C-Corp, some way you need to create a wall of protection between yourself and the litigious world that exists as a real estate investor. That's why we recommend that you call Sherry Hill from Sage International. She is outstanding. There's, no, there's a good reason that she's known as the Wealth Protection Diva because that's exactly what she does. She helps protect your wealth as a real estate investor by suggesting the right entities to form for your real estate holdings. It doesn't matter which state it is. Sherry Hill works in all 50 states, and she works her magic for real estate investors all over the world. You will be amazed. You can learn a lot about Sherry Hill at her website, sageintl.com, or give her a call, 800-254-5779, and tell Sherry that Peter sent you. With me today in the studio, Eaton Dunkelberger. He's a local resident. He's the president and CEO of the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. Eaton, how long have you been a local resident? Oh, yeah. Well, we, you know, my wife and I moved here from uh, in 2010. Uh, she was originally born in Susanville, and then we both had careers in the military, and mm -hmm. so that took us uh, further afield. But when it was time to come home, uh, Reno was uh, the closest place to Susanville, and then her folks have since retired here. So it's been a really wonderful, uh, wonderful place to be. Reno is a great community, and Susanville is part of our community, too. It's so yes. close. I yeah. go there often, and it's a very nice, uh, nice drive. And Northern Nevada has really blossomed since I moved here in 2000. Eaton, uh, it has been discovered. Indeed. It has been Indeed. discovered by the world, and uh, I'm glad that I got here when I did, and right now uh, I'm just enjoying living here, and I'm glad you're here too. Uh, me too. So Eaton, we were talking about some of these great ways to relieve yourself of real estate when you have multiple properties and you need to let go of one for whatever reason, or you want to let go of it, uh, instead of thinking about just selling the property. Uh, there are other ways, and many of the challenges that people have when they sell properties is the tax implications. When you donate properties, you solve a lot of that, like we talked about in the last segment of the show. Uh, so that's got to be one of the biggest benefits overall, right? I know it's great feeling when you donate to a nonprofit, when you have that feel-good moment about helping other people. But still, when you do that and you get a tax benefit, I mean, could there be anything better? <laughs> we sure don't think so. <laughs> So let's, let's talk about the next way that this can happen, and that's with retained life estates. Tell us about that. Yeah, so a retained life estate is typically looking at your primary residence. Let's say you want to think about making a donation and you're, uh, you're 
passionate about a charitable uh, charitable entity in our community doing good, and uh, you would like to do a to get a charitable tax deduction today, uh, but you're not in a capacity to leave your home today, mm-hmm. which is you know for many of us where where yeah. would we go next? And so uh, a retained life estate allows you to make the donation, an irrevocable gift of the property today, but allows you to live in the property for a set amount of time so that Mm. uh, you've got an opportunity to continue to enjoy the benefits of being a resident in your own home uh, rent-free. Now, you do need to cover taxes and upkeep, so you can't let the property go to pot, essentially, but Mm -hmm. uh, essentially you can continue to live there, enjoy the benefits of the tax deduction, and uh, at the end of that time period, uh, the property is converted into a charitable gift. Yeah, so if uh, let's say I'm in my 80s and I figure I've got another 20 years, I'm going to yeah. live to be 100, I figure, or by that time I might need to have professional care. But if I'm in my 80s and I want to make this donation, you're saying that I can make the donation and then stay in that house for the rest of my life, essentially? Yeah, rent-free. Oh, yes. wow. Wow. Now, yeah. what is the issue then, Eaton, if I want to do this, but I don't own the house free and clear? Mm. I've still got about 30% of it that I'm paying on because the mortgage is still due every day. What happens in that case? You know, typically we will work with a donor to uh, work through that together. Uh, We do have some thresholds of ownership level, essentially, that we would need to look at. So, you know, if if you bought the house yesterday with 20% down, it's probably not a great candidate. Typically, these are houses that are uh, owned free and clear or on, you know, Closer to that amount, certainly. right? But you can yeah. still work with somebody yes. that has has a mortgage, yes. uh, have a balance remaining on the property. Um, so uh, at this point, I, what I'd like to know is you've discussed this. I know with your uh, with the, the people on your board, you talked to, to this uh, process with uh, different nonprofits that are out there, and you've got CPAs, accountant people that you work with. I'm sure you have attorneys that you've talked to about this as well. What has been the reaction, or have you had much reaction, from the real estate community? I'm talking about the people in the streets, the realtors. Right, right. You know, realtors are great partners for us because they identify folks that are in the process of thinking about selling their home Mm -hmm. and maybe haven't considered uh, charitable tax, uh, or excuse me, the tax implications of a sale, or haven't really given a lot of thought yet to... uh, could this asset be a component of our charitable gift planning? And so we work with a lot of uh, real estate agents really closely and they're phenomenal benefit for us. And they can frankly provide quite a bit of advice on options through this as well. If I was 80 years old and I wanted to do something like this, the chances are, Eaton, I would first call my realtor. Yes. Because this is the guy that I've talked to for 30 years, right? He's a confidant. He's a trusted advisor. These are the people that always stay in touch with me. Now I want to make this charitable donation. So I call my realtor, and I tell him what I want to do. And I tell him about you. And you guys get together and you meet. Yes. I love my realtors. They work 10 times as hard as people think. So how can a realtor benefit in a transaction that involves this kind of a donation? Or can he? Yeah. Uh, You know, so typically... Uh, we work with realtors very closely. There is a component of the sale of this property once the uh, property is gifted to charity. Mm-hmm. I mean, typically, we need to 
Well, we don't need to, but typically we end up selling the property in the next year or two. And right. so we work with those realtors very closely to make sure that that can happen together. Hey, do you think that if I, I at my 80-year-old uh, birthday, decide to do this donation and I call my realtor and I get you guys together, could I put in the details that when the property does sell, you, my realtor is going to be handling it? Yeah, certainly. Wow, yeah. very nice. Very nice. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people forget about the folks that help them get to where they are sometimes. Yes. And um, people in the real estate world, uh, like I say, they really deserve much more recognition and respect for the work that they do. And I'm glad that they can still get a benefit. It's not a money-losing experience for them if they work with the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada to get these donations of real estate properties to your entity as well. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it is an ecosystem that... Uh, is incredibly important, right? And if you're getting advice, it's really yeah. important to make sure that that's, uh, yeah, that that's supported. Yeah. Um, so the uh, have you had a chance to make a presentation to the real estate organizations at any time or anything like that? You know, we've mm-hmm. uh, met with companies individually, but mm-hmm. haven't been to the SNR. Uh, Sarah, yes, Nevada thank Realtors, you. Yes. Uh, although they are a charitable partner of ours, so yeah. uh, I'll need to reach out to them. Next week, our guest is going to be Robert Bartshe, the president of the Sierra Nevada Realtors for 2024. Love it if you could join us, Eaton, and maybe share some information with him while we're talking about his work as well. Fantastic. Well, let's move on to what we're talking about today and making that donation in one way, shape, or form of real estate. So the last thing that we had was making a donation of property in your will or trust. What are the processes there, Eaton? Yeah, you know. Making gifts through a will or trust is an opportunity really where everyone can be a philanthropist. I think we all kind of struggle with wanting to do good in our community, but, you know, we have assets that we need to live on and maintain a standard of living or protect ourselves if we live to be 120, all Mm -hmm. those, you know, wonderful problems to have. So a will or trust is a phenomenal way to think about charitable giving, and we support many families in that approach. And oftentimes that includes real estate holdings. It might be your primary residence. It might be an income producing property. Mm -hmm. It might be a vacation property, all of those. And so we're really well versed in making sure that when you include a uh, piece of real estate in a will or a trust and you're working with the community foundation, we make sure to get the best price uh, for that uh, piece of property so that it can be donated to charity and make the most impact possible. Typically, we'll work with a family to figure out what their charitable goals are. And so when they, you know, unfortunately, when that will or trust comes into place, uh, we're their advocate and we're making sure to fill out their wishes with the community and make sure that those nonprofits that receive those dollars are directing them in the way that has been directed by the donor. We really want to make sure we're their advocate after they're not there to see the uh, direct impact or kind of peek over the wall. Yeah, yeah. In most cases, Eden, I imagine that once uh, real estate is donated uh, to and through the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada, it's ultimately sold. And then the proceeds are used to make contributions to the different organizations. Is that right? I, I can't imagine somebody getting a house. Somebody say, you donate a house to some... I, I think at that point, it, I just want to make that clear that the house is ultimately sold. Uh, so uh, almost always. So, yeah, uh, almost always. We mm-hmm. do have some properties that we own that are, I mean, frankly, about 20% of our portfolio is uh, our properties that we continue to manage. Uh-huh. Uh, as an example, uh, 
a donor purchased a building on behalf of a nonprofit that the nonprofit uses as an office. And so provided that nonprofit is in business and war and needs an office, we'll continue that landlord relationship with the understanding that if the nonprofit uh, veers off or is no longer uh, in service, then we'll liquidate the building and carry out their other charitable wishes. Well, that's nice. That is yeah. nice because I, you know, I'm a sentimental individual, and sometimes you know certain properties have a significance in life yes. and to individuals, and it's nice to know that in certain cases that property is going to stay there and is going to flourish in its own way as a uh, donation to the Community Foundation. Uh, it's really been an exciting program to talk about because we, we know the value of helping our local community. I always feel, Eaton, like if you have a local community that is a given community that supports causes, you're actually supporting the betterment of all people. You're elevating everybody to a higher level, and that's in financial, it's in joy, and it's in family. And that's what happens when you have a great organization like the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. have heard a lot about it for many, many years, and now that I'm hearing about it in the world of real estate, well, it just puts, puts us that much closer. Indeed. Well, and thinking about this, you know, about 40% of our assets uh, as a nation are held in real estate assets. Mm-hmm. And so as, as you're thinking about charitable giving, certainly considering real estate holdings as an asset that can really propel incredible opportunities for good in our community. It's really an exciting topic to talk about. Very exciting. I hope to have you back on the show sometime soon, Eden, so we can talk with some of the real estate community uh, face-to-face in our studio about the good work that you're doing. And we might be able to turn a few levers and make more things happen. You never know. Wonderful. That's exciting. Thanks, Peter. One more time, if anybody wants to reach you, what is the best way? Great. So we are at nevadafund.org. Our phone number is 775 333-5499 and we're right off Keystone on Washington uh, you know right by the river in Keystone so easy to get to great parking would love to talk to folks all right we'll put all of your information on our website nevadarealestateradio.com and we'll make it easy for people to find you and look forward to our next conversation Eden wonderful Peter thank you back with more after this Great news. Nevada Technology Academy is offering classes in networking, cybersecurity, and computer technology. All courses at Nevada Technology Academy offer industry-recognized certification. Call 775-849-4983 or visit nvtechacademy.com. Nevada Technology Academy. Invest in your future. nvtechacademy.com. Save the date, Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Enjoy world-renowned speakers, educational presentations, hands-on workshops, honey tasting, and bee photo contests, plus so much more. Learn from new and seasoned beekeepers. Inform, educate, and inspire. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, Yearington, Nevada. The hub of Lyon County. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. 
And today we're looking at U.S. news across the country when it comes to real estate. So one of the top publications in America just recently published an article that states that existing home sales have slid to a 28-year low. You see high mortgage rates, prices are making buying prohibitively expensive even to today. Home sales last year in 2023 dropped to the lowest level in nearly three decades. After high mortgage rates and a lack of homes for sale, they really shut out all the buyers. Existing home sales slid across America by 19% in 2023 from the prior year. That's for a total of 4.09 million homes, according to the National Association of Realtors. That total was lower than during the subprime crisis and the lowest full-year level since 1995. But the housing market is showing some signs, at least, of life as mortgage rates ease just a touch and it's possible that last year represented a bottom for sales activity, at least for the near future. The sales activity in 2023 got off to a better start than expected when mortgage rates retreated a little bit. And some of the buyers, they, they rushed. They thought that was going to be great. They were going to take advantage of these easing borrowing rates. But then they began to rise again in the spring and the supply of homes for sale has stalled out for a long, long time and continued to stall to extremely low levels. Now, supply was tied in part because a lot of the homeowners with low mortgage rates, well, they chose to stay put last year, and they're probably going to do the same this year. That's determining that it would be too expensive to sell and then buy another home because of the higher interest rates. People would rather just stay where they are, even if it's not the right home for them at this time in their life. Rather stay there than pay these huge amounts of difference because of these higher interest rates. You see, last year, interest rates... They were below 3%. Now, they're higher than 6%. It is, uh, it's just so amazing just how the lack of inventory has pushed home prices to record highs and has made home purchases really prohibitively expensive. Now, some economists are saying that the home buying activity for 2024 is going to pick up. It's because the Federal Reserve is pivoting away from raising short-term interest rates and is now considering when they're going to cut those rates. Mortgage rates, because of this this possibility of decline in the Fed rate, those mortgage rates are starting to decline a little bit at a time. The 30-year fixed rate mortgage averaged 6.6% last week, and that was the lowest level since May of 2023, according to Freddie Mac. Now, Fannie Mae recently forecast that the rate will move below 6%, by the end of the year. So they must know something that Freddie Mac doesn't know. Now, people who postponed purchases a year ago because of the high rates, they may not be able to keep on waiting much longer because millions of millennials are the typical first-time home buying age range, and they want to buy a house. There has been so much latent demand on the market, according to Sam Cater, chief economist at Freddie Mac, you have a lot of folks that are still trying to get up on the first rung of the housing ladder. So home shopping activity has already started to tick up. Real estate experts are saying that buyers are starting to look at take advantage of these lower rates as they're happening, you know, lower compared to what they were a couple of months ago. And um, that uh, the mortgage purchase applications rose recently in the week ending January 12th have now been marked at the highest seasonally adjusted level 
since July of 2023, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. Now, if rates continue to fall and more homeowners who want to move but are, uh, you know, afraid of paying higher interest rates on their next home, they might feel comfortable by listing their homes now and seeing what the offer is, what the interest rates are going to be when they're ready to sell the home, and then maybe they can pull the trigger on buying their replacement home. But the gap between borrowing rates that they have now and the rate that they would pay on the new loan premiums is still quite a bit higher. Now, this is likely to keep inventory lower still, for uh, the next year, maybe a little lower than normal, uh, maybe a little bit better than last year, but the lack of supply overall is keeping prices high. And um, at the current sales pace, there was a 3.2 month supply of homes in the country at the end of December, and four to six months of supply is considered a balanced marketing. Now, existing home sales, which make up most of the housing market, fell 1% in December from the month prior uh, to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $3.78 million. And again, that's the lowest monthly rate since August of 2010. December's uh, sales fell 6.2% from the year earlier. The national median existing home price rose 4.4% recently from the year earlier number, and it is now at $382,600. That's the median home price average across the country. How does that compare to Reno? Reno is at $565,000. That's about $180,000 more than the national average. So when I talk about Reno being a high-priced market, it is high-priced because it's way above the national average. So for people that are struggling to find a first-time home in Reno, Nevada, it's no wonder you're looking in the wrong place. Now, I'm not suggesting you leave our beautiful county. I'm suggesting that you maybe look at the edge of the county or the next county, and you'll be able to save a lot of money if you just get your mind off of buying on that key area of Reno, Nevada, if you can't pull the trigger. You can still live in Fernley, Nevada and work in Reno. You can still live in Fallon, Nevada and work in Reno, Nevada. Carson City, Gardnerville, Minden, Yarrington, they're all close and they all offer opportunities so that you do not have to deal with the prices in Reno, Nevada. You'll be surprised to see what those numbers look like. Now, um, I know that the housing market isn't really as great as it could be, but the rent market isn't even better, isn't any better at all. In fact, it costs so much more now to buy a house than to rent a house that the math just doesn't work out. And that's what people are looking for is when they buy a home, they're hoping that their overall cost of living is going to be less than it was when they were renting or at least close because at least you're going to have a more um, reasonable and a more comfortable place to live because it's going to be your home. Now, keep in mind that the decline in interest rate is also pushing up home builder confidence. That means the home builders are going to be starting to put out a lot more homes because they know with this housing shortage, there's a big pent-up demand. Builders benefit in 2023 from the shortage of existing homes in the market, and you know they're going to do the same thing in 2024. So, the message from this article that I got is that home prices can change a little bit here in the next few months. 
The key for us to watch is the availability of lower interest rates coupled with the availability of homes within your price range. My suggestion, keep an eye on those interest rates while you're keeping an eye on the neighborhoods that you're looking for to move into. So if you know that your budget based on today's interest rates only allow you to buy a home in, let's say, Fernley, Nevada, that's where you should be looking right now. That's where you should be keeping an eye on the real estate and keeping an eye on the interest rates. Now, if interest rates come down dramatically, you may be able to move and look at a, at a home in Carson City, Sparks. And if they move down a little bit more, maybe we'll be back to looking for a home in Reno. But the key is to get that first home because most people live in their first home for no more than five years. Most people. They like to move. They like to move up. They like to move sideways. They relocate. So, same thing is probably going to happen with you if you're looking to buy your first home. In all likelihood, after about five years, you're going to be wanting to sell that home and move to another area, a bigger home, a smaller home, some kind of changes. It's just the average, and that's the way that it works. So, if you get a mortgage today, and it's at, let's say, 6.6%, and then in a year, mortgage rates come down to 5%, call your lender. That lender will be able to get you a refinance so that now your interest rate will be less and your monthly mortgage payments will be less. Now, there's always a cost to do a real estate transaction, including a mortgage refinance, but your mortgage lender will be able to tell you how quickly you can recover the costs and then start to save some serious money for the rest of the life of the loan. If you want to know more information about today's radio show or about refinancing your mortgage today or down the road, I'm happy to talk with you about those details anytime after the show. Give me a call, 775-786-5515. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in today. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Tell your friends and family to tune in too, and then they can make a great deal when it comes time to buy, sell, or donate real estate. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Learn from new and seasoned beekeepers. Inform, educate, and inspire. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, Yearington, Nevada. The hub of Lyon County. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I have Amanda Smith with Compassion Care Hospice. We're going to break through the myths of what hospice actually is and why it is critical that for you or a loved one, you advocate for yourself and know this amazing service exists for you. Join us to learn more. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. on 93.7 FM. The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.